They all float down here, Mr. Bean. They all float. Monsters, gremlins, and spooky ghouls thereupon. This is Monsters Bean's. Hello and welcome to this patron-produced episode of the show. My name is Oodles and I am known for luring young men into my bedroom and forcing them to watch The Exorcist 2. Joining me today, here's Biggie. (laughs) Hey, good evening. Hello. The man that leaked the T-virus unto the world, it's Gadget. And I'd do it again, I tell you. Again! And welcome to the family, son. It's Papa Baker himself. It's Stig. <laughs> Hello. Candy, unfortunately, won't be joining us today as we have sacrificed her to the god of flesh and pleasure, Leviathan. She's so, a slacker. She's an absolute <laughs> slacker. But before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. Oh, do you know what I need? I'm gagging. What do you need? I'm gagging. What do you I need? need some biggest breaking news. I need it. Mm. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. I need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, the, you can't get much more breaking news than that. Hot <laughs> off the presses. Uh, yeah, so uh, starting off, uh, Sony have revealed the DualSense Edge wireless controller for the PS5, and it will launch globally in January next year. Uh, and that will only set you back a measly £130. Is that all? No. It's 210 isn't it? Yeah, it's 210 He's just added a, he's added added prices on himself. If you want to submit two hundred and thirty pounds or whatever to his PayPal, <laughs> he'll get you one. I mean, hundred thirty pounds might have is... been just the deposit. Yeah. hundred thirty pounds is probably right because that's around you know roughly what you'd pay for an elite, yeah, an Xbox yeah. Elite controller. So that wouldn't be too bad. But two hundred and ten is it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. The, the extra buttons and stuff and all the extra things and it looks nice. Now mm. I, you know, that I've got an Elite controller. I've got an Elite 2, and it's it's miles nicer feel than the normal Xbox pad. Yeah, but... Um, Are you getting one? No, oh, I'm a fuck. I've got an... Nope. <laughs> I so barely play on PlayStation 5 one. as it is. <laughs> Big, Biggie will win one in a competition on Twitter. Because he really what can do. Yeah. I saw Biggie. Actually, he was, I saw him uh, replying to a few competitions today. Comping it up this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> trying so hard to get a code for FM23 uh, at the moment. The man loves it. Got to try your luck, haven't you? It does happen. It does work. Next. Uh, speaking of Sony, they've done it again. Red Dead Redemption original number one is now no longer available to stream on PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Now after six years after its debut on the service in 2016. The only current modern way to play it will now be officially on Xbox Series and um, Xbox One consoles and third-party emulators for the PC. Fascinating that this has made the news. (laughs) Enhanced editions. Well, I think it's just a sad state of affairs because... It's fucking ancient. But they have. Just play the second one. (laughs) 
But there are people that do want to play it. It just shows you that but the this, problem with going digital is that things like this happen, what, that the game's to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what we all signed up for. But if you're really that desperate to play it, just pirate it if there's no other way. <laughs> this is your, this, no, In my true. words, this, this is the developers saying, we don't care anymore. Do what you want. They don't. We're, we're, Sony uh, never really have, have they? I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a developer issue. I think it's definitely a Sony issue because it's still available on the Xbox. He's all buy it on the He's Xbox probably not store. seeing many downloads. That's why. He's probably the probably the probably got graphs to tell them like one person's played this game this month. So we just bin it. Yeah, it's bin still it. on my uh, my Xbox as downloaded and ready to play at some point. <laughs> yeah, I have it. I bought too. it years ago when when the 360 was kind of like right at the end of its life cycle and mm. did a massive sale of stuff. I was like, oh, four pound for Red Red Redemption. Yeah, okay then. I own it on Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox. I haven't played it. I've got the Undead Nightmare one as well, which is fantastic. Mm. I will play it at some point. I do want to play it because um, I love the Have you never played one. it? No. All oh, right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really it's, it's like a poor, poorer version of the second one. <laughs> it's a progenitor to the second one. Ah, well, I like to see it in a different sense. It's poorer. This is because you don't ever scroll up, is it? You never go back to the original. <laughs> never scroll up. I always stick with the current, the current model. <laughs> Which also indicates that there's probably going to, um, there's no likely to be a remake or a remaster of it at this point. I don't think that's going to happen. Rumored. I'd rather them use the resources to do the other games. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm not sick of remasters. I mean, just things that I feel like, uh, this is all in my head, kind of. They don't seem that old, but then again, when you think they are fucking really old now, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, what, like, what was Red Dead Redemption? considered retro. Was Red Dead Redemption like 2009 or something like that? 2007, 2008. It was, de- it was, it was, it was def- definitely after 2008, but yeah, it was like, it's 14, 15 years old now. Yeah, maybe maybe it does need a remake then. <laughs> it's pretty fucking old. Kids haven't played this game yet, and they deserve it. So you yeah. changed your mind now? Yeah, mate, I'm known to do it. I He's can, easily I'm, swung. I'm terrible in Breaking court. news, Never- guys, there we are. It's happened. Oodles has changed his mind. Again. <laughs> Man of transparent Oodles. convictions. I know. Absolutely. Make, a, make no a U-turn on something. I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't care enough. That's the problem. You could leave the Tory party with U-turns like that. <laughs> I was wondering who would go there. I was, it was there on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I was like, should I? Should I? Gadget, Gadget, this is the first on-show yellow card I'm issuing. <laughs> and take it well. I go, why am I getting, the shit that comes out of Biggie's mouth week on week, you never give him a yellow card. <laughs> Well, you give me no, one never never yeah, yeah, but he never, never he never mentions to- politics, does he? Yeah, true. Yeah, it's official. You've got the first yellow ever after a hundred and odd episodes. <laughs> You've done it. You're the man. Who'd have thought? And the most Who'd northern thought? man. Who would have expected it? <laughs> <laughs> Although Gadget does edge at the show, so he can turn it into that you've given him cake. <laughs> yeah, he could. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your pocket. <laughs> Next. Um, the horror franchises have uh, had a quite a big reveal uh, this week with Resident Evil and Silent Hill. have both had big news. Mm. Does anyone want to pick this up? Is that because you haven't written it down? <laughs> yep. Uh, this, got into, this just got <laughs> added last minute. But, because, um, because it was some of the biggest news of the week. So Silent Hill... Um, had a, had a showcase <laughs> where they announced the <laughs> so funny the show the reveal. I haven't had a chance to do it this week. <laughs> so busy. <laughs> they, showed the, 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 they showed the first footage of um, the uh, Bloober Team's remake of Silent Hill Two, 
mm-hmm. they showed some weird kind of shared universe watch it live kind of Silent Hill interactive it's, game it, thing. That's quite interesting, actually, that, because you get one attempt at it. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. What, what a good idea. Yeah, I don't like the idea of having a schedule to play a game with 10,000 other people, but fine. Why um, not? <laughs> but, and then the one that interested me the most, which was a new original game called Silent Hill F, which yes, looks to be very I'm... feudal Japani, and I'm very, very... Do you reckon the Fs... The F something to do with like a camera because a small F is on some ca- some yeah, cameras, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's the it's the uh, shutter speed, isn't it? Yeah, you reckon it's something to do with that? I'd love I love like a uh, Project Zero style Silent Hill. Oh, that yeah, that would oh, be that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just I mean that that the trailer for Silent Hill F didn't really tell us anything apart from no, kind of the location. No. But my God, was it effective in doing doing what it set out to do? Mm. Yeah, that's what's got me excited out of all of it. I have I am not excited in the slightest anymore for the Silent Hill 2 remake because nope. it's Bloober team um and I'm so pissed off about them for the medium. But also just They'll just, take the combat out. <laughs> which is just, just just watching it like it just didn't look like Silent Hill 2, exactly. if that makes sense. Like like um like James lost its spirit, didn't it? Yeah, James Sunderland looked weird. Like he looked very uncanny valley, yeah. like they haven't put enough money into animating him. It looked like it was like Sucking lemons half the time. It did, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I've got it's no really faith weird in Bloober team. I'm, I'm definitely going to play the original first, and I might, I, I might pick up this. I might play it someday. If you're going to play I'm the original, gonna, I'm not going to pay like sixty quid for it. Play, play the um, the Xbox version on your Steam Deck, not the not the remastered versions. I don't yeah, know. They're, 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 they're shocking. Two version. Oh, that'll do. That'll yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. The, um, uh, I, the more I think about it as well, is like I don't think Silent Hill 2 really needs a remake because I think as a game it's pretty perfect. Yes, it is. I it's think just a uh, this is popular this is the most popular one. Yeah. People yeah. will buy if, it. If if if, option. if 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 I were in Konami's shoes, which I couldn't do first my, one. I couldn't do a worse job. Do the first one, because the first one has aged yeah. really badly. It's far too crunchy and to play can, by modern s- standards. Doing it that way, they can start a new series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of remakes like Resident Evil did. Yes, um, and then well, speak, speaking of then, there's Resident Evil, um, yeah. which is I'm, I'm, I was on the fence about the Resident Evil Four remake. I really was mm-hmm. because I like Resident Evil Four, but it's also I didn't think yeah. does it need a remake? I, I know we had bits mm-hmm. and pieces of stuff in the in the past, but then they showed that trailer, and my god, I'm in. I'm a hundred percent in. Oh yeah, it oh, looks yes. fucking incredible. Yep. Yep. A few um a few um people in the industry have had their hands on of it and they're all saying, Yeah, you can still roundhouse kick people, so I'm in. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. And one thing I hope they've done I- is made Ashley less annoying. Less of less yeah. of less of her screaming, Leon, Leon uh, yeah. I mean as as um as um those kind of people in distress characters, she's not the worst because you can chuck her in the bin, can't you? True, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke you can chuck her in I know you can yeah you can um, what, what else I was it? actually I, like, I quite like the look of the uh, sorry not the look because they didn't really reveal a lot but that Silent Hill cliff top is a bit ex- yes, uh, intriguing yeah 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 there was lots of teasers there's a hidden message there's a hidden message in that um, voice chat on the walkie talkie apparently oh, people are trying to work I'll, it all I'll, out. Wait, I'll wait while the internet solves it yeah exactly but yeah, I'm 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 excited for them. Resident Evil, the Resident Evil one as well. They had like um, the release date for the um, Village DLC, which is tomorrow. If you listen to this on the day it comes out, which I've bought. Um, plus, like 
you know, you can do the third person mode and there's a demo and then there's the cloud version of it for the Switch. Does anyone play the cloud versions of things on Switch? I tried that demo today of the Switch version. Do you know what? It's surprisingly shit. <laughs> it's so not terrible. Su- not surprising at all. <laughs> I, I know, I was trying to bait and switch, but yeah, it's just terrible. It's, 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 <laughs> my internet's not even terrible when it's when it's working. It's just chug, 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 chug. Yeah. So uh, I don't think there was, I don't think there was any, anything else on top of that, was there? Resident, the Resident Evil one, they didn't Not reveal any I new games. Remember. No. Oh, I think I, I, thankfully, I, did, I think that isn't uh, Reverse. That's starting. Reverse is finally coming. Yeah, like a year and a half later than it should have. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's completely changed how it looks as well. Yeah, it looks good now. It didn't before. It does look good. <laughs> it does look good. There's no like next Resident Evil Nine cheat tease or anything, was there? So no. it looks like it's going to get no. four out of the way, and then we'll get that. I did like the way they did it, though, where you kind of went into the uh, the Duke's manor, into, yeah, into like a big library with, and the Duke was just like, "Oh, I've got all these things to show you. Yeah. Come over here." Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm yeah. very happy that the Duke's returning in the in the DLC, the the um the, the Winters DLC, because he was yeah, the best I'm, character I, in it. I want to see the the um the the ending to the Winters as um saga now. Because this is the finale of the Winter Scissors, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm so. quite tempted to get the DLC. I'm absolutely I've already paid DLC. for it. <laughs> yeah. Next. Another company uh, that's been um, doing a bit of a reveal is Square Enix have trademarked Symbiogenesis in Japan. And apparently, according to a Wiktionary, is the merging of two separate organisms to form a single new organism. And people are believing it might be having something to do with the story of Parasite Eve. Or it'll be completely different. Something completely different. And people are just looking into things too much. Because Parasite Eve didn't sell. Yeah, but it has, become, know, a cult, it has become a cult favourite over the years. It has, yeah. And I, I do like them both. Eve, a lot of people don't like too, but I still do in, in the good games. First one's way better, though. Um, a developer at Surgeon Simulator maker Bossa has claimed that many, or Bosa, has claimed that many studios are asking Xbox to drop mandatory Series S compatibility because they feel oh. that the console is holding back new gen games. I don't think it's Microsoft will break that promise, will they? Of course they won't. No. They're not going to do that. They're, they're, they're the darlings of the gaming industry at the moment. They are not going to break that promise. They're just going to say, knuckle down, do it. Because a lot of PS4 versions of games are being dropped now, aren't they? Yes. Um, so I'm that's Sony. They are the bad guys Microsoft of the gaming is. industry. <laughs> so no, they are, but I, I see what they're trying to push. Um, I think um, no, Microsoft will not back down on Gotham that. Knights. Not, not in a million it, years. Yeah, Gotham Knights dropped yeah, it ages ago, it. but that's a bit. But that's down to Warner Brothers being terrible at making games and <laughs> financial commitments. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're not yeah surely to, there won't be any more about that. <laughs> definitely not. They're not. They're not <laughs> going to drop that. What they, what what they might do is they might improve X Cloud to a point where you have yeah. some of the game is running on the Series S, some of it's running via X Cloud. Yes, or something like that. Like they did mention it's not that's not even a, it's not even a, a lie to because they did mention that's what they were aiming for anyway, didn't they? Yeah, it's like a hybrid it's not, console. It's not, yeah, it's not a surprise. It's it, so people will still moan, but it's not like you didn't know it were coming. Plus the, plus the Series S is still more powerful than a PS4, and a lot of games are still being made for a PS4. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It's a good little machine. I think what they'll probably do as well with the Series S is probably stop pushing for the 1440p. They'll probably just keep it yes. start, start aiming games just for 1080p. Yeah, it makes sense, but they're not going to back down on that. Not in a million. They'll just say, well, you're not de- developing for our consoles then. 
That's what they'll say. Yeah. Mm. Next. In the world of film, Harrison Ford has now been confirmed to play General Ross in the Marvel Universe. Um, Interesting, this. He would be hopefully appearing in Captain America 4 and Thunderbolts, assuming he's not dead by the time they're made. Fucking hell. old moustache. <laughs> He's just making. Well, that I mean, I mean that's one of the things that I'm surprised that they've hired an 80 year old actor to do this because it seems like a part that they want to push forward with. And mm. also, I thought he said he was done with the big blockbuster films. And also, he's not done with the money though. <laughs> I just can't see him in a kind of fun Marvel role. Like, uh, Thunderbolt Ross is not fun. <laughs> no, but no, but like. No. No, but the whole kind of MCU, yeah, yeah. like that's what I mean. I know he's not fun. I know what he is, and can I know you know what's see, happened. Can you, see, the... can you see him as a Hulk? It doesn't no, because exactly. that's what it becomes. Exactly, it's all a bit weird, really. <laughs> They're going to pay him in weed, and he's going to turn up big, big <laughs> sacks of weed, and he's going to be happy. <laughs> he's just a grump, isn't he? I just, I just, he's just a grump, which is perfect for a Hulk if you think about it. <laughs> I'd have kind of liked him to view Sam Elliott again because he used him in he was in Ang Lee's Hulk, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, yeah he was, I think he he'd, I, yeah, I think he'd have been a better option to bring back. Yeah, that mustache would be too yeah, distracting to have on screen. You couldn't you couldn't have that. Yeah, but Thunderbolt Ross does have a big mustache. What a mustache even, though. Yeah. The Red Hulk has a mustache. I was gonna say, imagine so. that on a Red Hulk, that mustache. <laughs> the Red Hulk does have a mustache on some of them. I mean, sometimes the Hulk has a must has a beard, but Let's yeah, not get into that. Sam Elliott's voice coming out of a Hulk. Actually, I'd pay to see that. That would be incredible. I would. I would. <laughs> that low, I, slow draw that he does. I bet. I bet the MCU studios. I bet they're good that they've already used Josh Brolin because he'd have been a perfect Thunderbolt Ross. But like, fuck, we've already used one of the best ones. Could bring him back. Well, how old was William Hurt when he passed away? Um, Seventy-one years old. So, yeah, I guess maybe the timeline-wise, it kind of works for the age of. Character, yeah. it does. So. It's, it's, it's just that sheer. I just don't see uh, it at all. I don't yeah, see Harrison it's amb- Ford. ambivalence from from Harrison Ford. He, I'm surprised he's even doing the Indiana Jones thing. It's just he doesn't seem like he wants to be a working man anymore. Because yeah. he's easy like and he job. wants to sit and be stoned all day. Yeah, exactly. No, surely Why Thunderbolt he doing Ross this? has to be a bit of a nasty bastard. I can't see. Yeah, I just don't see. Well, maybe the Red Hulk is the, the more nasty Hulk. So yeah. Wait and see. It'll probably be see. a big face-off with the Hulk, and then he just pulls out a gun and shoots him with some gamma bullet in the fight straight Don't away. spoil it for everyone. Biggie bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, next up, um, shut up. Matt Reeves is meeting right now with writers and directors for the Batman spin-off movies and TV shows, apparently focusing on Batman's rogues gallery. Various projects may uh, include Scarecrow, Clayface, to Professor Pig, are in early stages of gestation. Not okay. really interested in it at all. No, no. I like I the Batman as its own thing. I like the Penguin. Yeah. I, I, I can see why they did the Penguin spin-off because there's a nice story there to be told. Kind of his rise in the underworld world of Gotham. But yeah, am I interested in all these Z-list Batman villains? Calendar Man. Yeah, like Scarecrow, maybe you could do something good with Scarecrow, but Calendar Man would again, work he got, well with a neo noir detective, you know, that sort of thing. Mate, I think that'd be don't good. try and defend Calendar Man as a character, please. <laughs> too many, the, terrible. Too many of the work. Batman baddies are, are far too one note, and the, the likes of the Joker has been done far too many times. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. I like Next. this being grounded. Yeah. Not yes, bringing I do. clear face and stuff into it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Apparently, there's a new Superman movie with Henry Cavill in the uh, works. Cavill. Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Up for it. Yes. Just keep Zack Snyder away yep. from Superman. I mean, if you've been. If you've been on the internet in the past week, you've seen Henry Cavill all over the shop. Yeah, it's really yeah. annoying, isn't it? Really? Yes. Well, didn't even realise what I was watching until I watched it. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't want Zack Snyder and I just don't think he understands Superman at all. At all. No. No, he definitely makes films doesn't. that look stunning. I can't get away from that. The man can make a film look amazing, but character development with... I just... Nah. Or, you know, Superman punching through buildings with people in them. Killing millions of people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what Superman would do. None of them... Or Kevin Costner. Yeah. None of them... None of the directors of Superman anymore, they do that that, uh, good juxtaposition between the fact that he's an alien and a human all in one, and he has to battle with those two different aspects of his life. He's a god and human, and none of them have touched on that. It's just like, why did you say that name? Fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking crap. Can't beat the original. You can't, mate. After my ending. Yikes. And Warner Brothers <laughs> have done it again. Apparently they are releasing The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, in its entirety as a set of NFTs. <laughs> they know what they're doing, that company, what? don't they? Just, what are they doing? Told you since Bugs Bunny died, apparently kick off on their ass. I did see a great the tweet Warner on Brothers this. movie verse. Someone was just like me paying thousands of dollars for an NFT, only for an Lord Rings NFT, only to discover it's just a blur of someone running across the screen. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> or it's because because I think it's every frame from the film, isn't it? So it would be like one of the yeah. fade to black transitions. You just get the black bit oh, before it fades be back up. <laughs> You'd be good if your NFT was the hobbits dancing together, just hugging like yes, the shit scenes. <laughs> oh, it's like oh. A, yeah, it's like an NFT of Sam's wife. The character's barely in it. Yeah, <laughs> she's bringing the beer. <laughs> yeah. You'd be fucking fuming. Oh. What the? Well, you'd be happy. You'd be happy if you got the uh, the ending of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy when you have the extended end sequences. My God. That went on for about an hour, I think. Let's not slag off a perfect trilogy, though, please. Not in my presence. <laughs> no, just just let Warner Brothers just mine it for as much Ruin money it. as they can. <laughs> Selling you know what happens if you dig too deep? If you dig too deep. Hopefully Balrog will come out and take them down. I'm, I'm, yes. on, I'm honestly amazed that the Tolkien estate hasn't kicked the fuck off about this. I know, I, know I, I know why they haven't, because I don't know what NFTs are. Yeah. Neither do I. I know Warner Brothers own the rights to the films. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm given how litigious the Tolkien estate is, I'm surprised they haven't got. You'd expect them to, no, yeah. unless they're getting some you kind think, of weird kickback from it. The thing is, if this becomes like popular with the um, with the uh, digital generation, they're going to start doing Harry Potter, they're going to start doing Batman, they're going to start doing everything, and it's just going to be like, fuck, what is? What is this world coming to? We did say this will kick off the Warner Brothers movie verse, which will release various films and NFTs. Mm. And I think actually the Harry Potter ones will be hilarious because from when I remember seeing the Harry Potter films, there are some weird bits where there's some really shonky CGI in it. So imagine I if you get them ones. 
yeah, imagine, imagine if you buy the, the NFT and it's just like some weird stretched version of Harry in the middle of a Quidditch match because it's like the interframe between him moving around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck Warner Brothers, mate. Fucking retire. I mean, those last Shoot three em. new, uh, four news stories were all Warner Brothers things doing fucking bullshit. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of that team now, fucking hell. They haven't got a clue. Fucking idiots, man. Let me run it. I'll show you what to do. <laughs> Crypto Kenny. No, I'm done with that. He's retired. <laughs> he didn't understand the world he was in. He's gone. Just like real life Kenny. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. He cried himself to sleep at night and sold all his assets. <laughs> oh, pittance. Next. Uh, Stiggy's uh, choice of movie Boiling Point is now being made into a TV series starring Stephen Graham from the original movie it's coming yeah, to the BBC on. that's news we want to hear yeah <laughs> it's going to it's going movie. to um, follow one of the other chefs in that yes. Stephen Graham is going to appear in it I don't know whether it's going to be all in one shot I presume it is going to be because that's one of the kind of good things about that film the gimmicks yeah and it works and it, it ramps up the stress level so to get rid of that would kind of take away from, reckon, from it. So not to not to spoil Boiling Point because I think everyone should go see it. It's a fantastic film. Do you reckon it's going to be set before the film? Because of scenes in the film means that you can't really have a sequel no. to that film. Um, because there's a lot of backstory in that film that you don't no, you, know. You could about. do. You could do. I think I know what they could do with it. So no, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be after. Such a good film. Get it watched, yeah. please. Next. Uh, in the music world, um, it's referenced in one of the other pods that the When We Were Young festival was uh, imminent. But unfortunately, the first day has now had to be cancelled due to adverse weather conditions, and all tickets can be refunded. What the fuck does that mean? Where you purchased them from. So basically, no, like real ridiculous super winds in Vegas. So this big, huge, like big emo festival, uh, the first night, which <laughs> was the first Saturday night, just. <laughs> I say yesterday was it? Yeah. So I I remember when this first came out, everyone's going, "Oh, this is, people are going to get ripped off. This is going to be. It's not going to happen. And this will happen. That happen." And I saw it trending. I thought, oh, "Fuck, something's happened." But no, it just turned out that the weather was just horrendous in Vegas. So this was one that we were going to go to, and I had Saturday tickets in my basket before other things happened. I was like, "Right, I can't go." So my friend who I was going to meet there. He's got Sunday tickets. So I've been messaging him today. He said, luckily, it looks all right today. But that, if I'd have gone, that would have been the day we were going to go on. So what happens if like, you've spent um, £2,000 on plane tickets and it gets cancelled? You just have a weekend in Vegas. I was going to say, there are other things <laughs> yeah. to do I mean, in Las Vegas. Surely surely, there's some kind of lawsuit you can attach to that saying, look, I didn't get my... Well, uh, act of God, isn't it? Act of God! Oh. Force majeure. You can't do anything about that. They'll just... I bet they're it's, all outside singing Welcome to the Black Parade right now, crying. Yeah. Well, the thing well, is... there's a DJ, not an emo. Some of the <laughs> fans actually went and found um, small venues that were free in Vegas and put on shows. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. So they were like, yeah, but some bands are just like, right, come see us here and we'll... I, don't, I think, though, what I didn't like was I did see that they were charging and it wasn't like, if you had a ticket for today, you can come. Because I don't know how, because you wouldn't be able to control that, would you? Most what they call elder emos are in middle management now. Nowadays, anyway, they can afford it. 
Mm, so yeah, it's a shame really, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't go because after my holiday debacle in the summer, if that had happened, I think I'd have had a breakdown. Yeah, man. Just like, we're not <laughs> yeah, going on holiday ever again. Yeah. So, Holidays are cancelled. Christmas is cancelled too, just in case. Yeah. So it's a shame, really, because it looks it is a shame. banging if you were. Well, I really like that music. It's just a shame in general when thousands of people have gone to something and it has to, what, what inverted commas, act of God, which that's just bad meteorology, in my opinion. That's that's a great get out for loads of companies when yeah. whether yeah, I know it is yeah, yeah. insurance tickets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Act of God, God did that, but I'm an atheist. God, our God did it, not your God. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like doing things in in a dust bowl pan of the desert is a bad idea. Well, I know. <laughs> Who, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Biggie, are you ready for the next topic or the next story? There, there isn't. Fiddling with your in the background. That's. That's it, sir. That's, That's all it. of it. Okay, excellent, excellent. Let's move on to the Nexus then. I'm going to start because I've not really done anything <laughs> this week. I've been busy again. Uh, I would like to review Starbucks Peach Iced Tea as it's stunningly refreshing, light and perky, but that's not going to count. <laughs> I have actually new watched a new sponsor, Starbucks Iced Tea. I'm actually drinking. I only said that because I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> There's no other reason. It just came to my head. Um, I did watch a film last night, luckily. Um, so I can talk about this. It's not a new film. It probably has been mentioned on this show before. I watched Roald Dahl's The Witches, the um, The Witches remake. Oh, oh the on, new one. Uh, yes. I don't think on, we have um, mentioned it, have we? Oh, we might have. Have we thought. not? Oh, right then. On Prime. Um, I watched it with the kids. We have Saturday movie nights now. It's religion. And as we're watching this, I mean, it stars Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci. They're three big hitters already. As I was watching this, I was looking on IMDb. Overwhelmingly trashed this film. Overwhelmingly yeah, trashed. Didn't, didn't like. get good reviews when it came out. Because it's you know rubbish. I, no, I think it's better than the first one. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I I genuinely think it's mint. I think it's really good. Everything about it. My me me and my kids and that we've seen the original one before and we watched this one knowing what it was, and I like it more. I don't know why. I just. It's hard to explain that the story beats are almost identical. The witches are scarier. They've got weird fingers and Oh, I don't find toes. them scarier at all. Oh, I, we did. We the, were the, like, Whoa. The originals are horrific. Like, and Angelica Houston takes off her face. and big Oh, she's point. better than Anne Hathaway. I'm not, oh. I'm not denying that. I'm not an idiot. Like, she's way better. The original witches were awful. And also, like, in the original, they had like loads of men dressed up in them, so they all looked As women. Big, bigger and, bigger and <laughs> yeah, bulkier and like... Awful, yeah. I'm, I'm not denying. I'm not denying that. I mean, the CGI in this is a bit ropey, but I don't know. Octavia Spencer saved the show for me. She's fantastic in this as as the Gran, and the kids when they get turned into spoiler alerts when they get turned into mice. That's really funny. I don't know. We just really we really enjoyed it, and it was getting like three out of tens and stuff. I'm like, what's wrong with people? They just need to live a little. This nostalgia porn that they're all chomping on. It's just. It's, this is not a bad film at all. It's just a rehash, a remake. It's it's beat for beat, almost the same, just newer and contemporary. It's I re- I think it was really good, <laughs> and I will be that hipster to say that I am proud of it. I think it's good. I think you all should watch Roald Dahl's The Witches on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't particularly like the book when I was a kid, so no. The, origin- the originals on uh, Prime as well. Watch that instead. Watch them both. Watch them both, and you'll be the judge. I mean, the original's not even uh, that great. 
<laughs> no, is it? This is what I was saying. It's just more That's horrific. Saved by Rowan Atkinson, isn't it? I think the original one. He's no. good in it. And uh, and Houston. Yeah, Angelica Houston's really good in that. But yeah, that's all I've been doing. I'm sorry, it's not much, but busy man, busy man. Biggie, what have you been doing? Uh, I've been as busy as you, mate. <laughs> all right then. Next. Uh, the, but what I have seen is the final episode of Lord of the Rings on Prime. Oh, it's all right. You can just listen to our uh, spoiler cast. I reckon we should do a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was desperate to try and get on that, but I just couldn't get time to watch the last episode. But my own opinion is, it's absolutely stunning. What a show! Just which is complete really opposite to what we said. We hated it. Yeah, we we, we spent two hours absolutely <laughs> dragging it, hating it, hating it. We like the Hobbit better. But, yeah, fuck off. What a good job they've done there, eh? Yeah, no, it was yeah, like absolutely smashed show. it in. The, the, the fucking, the fucking knocked it out of the park. Did you do anything else? So, so, so good. No, that's it. And we're still watching uh, Game of Thrones. Do we uh, fill some time out? Four at the minute. So. Absolutely, you will be filling Absolutely. some time out, boy. Don't worry. Usually, we only do one thing, but I could do two things: one thing that I loved, and one thing that I could, oh, sit back. Cause do it, mate. Fuck I'm ready me. for. I'm ready for some stig action. Right, let's go with the bad thing first. Yes. All right, let's give me the veggies. <laughs> Strap it. I'm still listening. I, I'm walking away, but I'm still listening. Don't right. worry. I watched Halloween Ends this week. Oh, yeah. Why? I desperately hear what you think of this. My God, this was awful. So, <laughs> so bad. And, you know, we were warned. We were, I was warned. It was one of those ones where people said, it's terrible. It's doing weird things. What are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm not going to spoil this, but I have no fucking clue what the hell they were going for with this film. Because Spoil it, we don't care. It's not... <laughs> I, I, I just can't figure out where, why. <laughs> just, why? Like, I really... I, I kind of liked the reboot Halloween in 2018. That the Rob Zombie It wasn't one. great. No, no, no. This is... No, this, before, the, the, this, re, this kind of reboot trilogy, which follows on, uh, on Jimmy Curtis, Laurie Strode's from the first film. Right. So you have the 70s Halloween, and then everything else has kind of been... Um, retconned and then we had the return of Halloween in 2018 which was back to their story she's no longer Michael's sister she's just one of his victims she's right, been yeah. living her life um, in fear of him returning one day and also training herself up to fight and to trap him and, and everything so that's where we kind of go like with Linda that Hamilton in Terminator yeah pretty much <laughs> that's, that's pretty so much what cool. she's done she knows that one day she's, she's Biggie, just do- sorry Stig Biggie what are you doing Lighting a candle. You've, you've been farting in your room or something. <laughs> no. God, if, if, you, if you're just an audio listening to this podcast, you're missing out on gold. I see, I see, I've, been, I've, I've been kind of watching Biggie for the past five minutes, constantly turning to his right, pick up a pot with a toothbrush in of all things. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stig. It's my, it's it's my okay. pot of many things. I just don't know what he's... <laughs> what he's doing he's fucking can you concentrate Biggie please for one minute I'm concentrating I'm listening to him talk about Halloween ends so Halloween um, so that ends that's kind of where we end with Halloween and then we got Halloween kills which is after we thought Michael was dead he's not dead and he comes back and he kills like nearly all the everyone in Hattonfield and he he ends up being the Terminator and I really didn't like that I just thought this is stupid he's you know if you remember me talking about it it was like he's gone from killing one or two said it just went full slasher didn't it yeah to just killing everyone by the time i'd finished watching halloween ends 
I wanted that Michael back. <laughs> I wanted the Michael who just <laughs> could take all the punishment in the world and kill everything that walked in his path. Um, so Don't this, tell me they gave him a heart in this. This one takes place... No, they gave him a... <laughs> this is going to be a big spoiler. Hang on, wait. I'll put the spoiler clocks up. If you don't want Halloween end spoiled for you, skip ahead to 42 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, stick go for it, because I know what you're about to say, and Oodles is going to lose his fucking shit. I gave him a protégé. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> He's got an apprentice! Yeah. <laughs> we have an apprentice, Michael Myers, in this film. Oh my god, that's so fucking stupid! Don't knock apprenticeships, because they do lead to full employment. Not in this film, they don't. This film stupid. Basically, starts with this young boy um, who ends up killing the boy he's babysitting by mistake. When the boy plays a prank on him, he ends up killing him by mistake, and because of that, he kind of gets kind of ostracized by the town, and he kind of becomes a bit of a recluse and uh, turns, you know, a bit of a yeah, yeah. Until he meets. Laurie Strode's granddaughter, and they all of a sudden seem to fall for each other, so much so that she's kind of willing to run away with him after knowing him for like five minutes. And within all this, these town bullies uh, throw him over the bridge and under an underpass, and he gets dragged into this underpass by Michael Myers, who picks him up and sees something in his eye and oh like, yeah, like he looks, all he looks good, all good the, murderers know of us into the eye of this boy and thinks, oh, like this this guy is like me. And then from Fucking that, stupid. it builds up and builds up. And honestly, for about an hour of this film, nothing fucking happens. It's a teen fucking drama. Does he pat and him on the back? Even longer, actually, it might be like an. I think it's like a two-hour film, and it's like an hour and a half. Like nothing seems to happen, and all of a sudden, right at the end, he just goes on a murderous rampage. And we genuinely get about five minutes of Michael Myers in this film. So is it so. called Halloween Ends because the franchise is fucking dead? I hope so. <laughs> I hope That's so. fucking shocking, man. It was he absolutely gets a little terrible. He's not fucking Sith Lord. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only thing that I kind of did like was they showed Michael's getting older. He's been on the run. He's been living on the streets and hiding out in, like, sewer pipes. He's fucked. Like, he's ill and he's fucked. Like, He's a normal human being. He's not a Jason type character who, you know, is supernatural. So he he isn't as strong as and as he as he used to be. He is vulnerable. But it was still shit. Like, honestly, I just I don't know where how they went from. Let's reboot this. If they'd have just done that one reboot film and not made us a trilogy, it would have worked. Yeah. It'd it makes like me nice wonder ending. why Jamie Lee Curtis reads these scripts and thinks, yeah, I'm back in. Because she's producing it, so she gets a lot of money for it. Fuck off, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, it must be, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. It's payday, isn't it? It's, a, it's, it's, an e- it's an easy film for her to make, for a, a role that she's played multiple times. Yeah, she she doesn't have to slip into character that hard, does yeah. she? Yeah, she, um, she gets a producer credit, keeps her, name, keeps her name kind of high in the listings, and she makes a fuck ton of money because she'll be paid by residuals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it's the, ori- the original Laurie Strode trilogy can was one, two, and then H two O, and then they kind of when they did Resurrections, they tacked her on at the beginning where Michael finally kills her. Yeah, one, two, and H two O is a much better trilogy. If you want to see what happens to Laurie Strode from the first Halloween, watch two and H two O. That's a be- yeah. that's better than watching one, than the two thousand eighteen Halloween, 
kills and ends because just kills and ends are terrible films. Well, you've done so. us a service, and and us I've, at the I've done it again. escapism officers, we thank you for your services. I've done it again. I've watched some of crap so you don't have to, just because my curiosity got the better of me. And Kate wanted to watch it, and even she said, "What the fuck was that?" When we finished, she was just like, "That was weird. It just wasn't. What was it? I don't know what they were going for." Just <sighs> guarantee next like week, Candy had... will come in and she'll have watched it. She, she loved <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when they add pathos to like murderers. <laughs> Stop no, trying to make them After every human. kill by the apprenticeship, did Michael Myers just give a nod? Oh, can like, I tell you about yeah, the end? That's how you do it. Yes, tell me about the end. We're still under the spoiler clocks. Right. So, right at the end, she finally kills Michael. Like, really, like, kills him. She, she manages to slit his throat. She then slits his wrists and, like, she, uh, after she stabbed, head off. after she stabbed him multiple times. Well, they're fighting in the kitchen, so she just kind of. All right. She pins him down and then slits his throat. He's dead. And then the, the police and all come in and it's like, oh, Michael, she, she's like, he's finally dead. And the granddaughter's like, not dead enough. So then what they, they proceed to do is strap his body to the roof of a police car and parade him through the streets of Hattonfield and then throw him into a car <laughs> crush grinder. Oh, that's good for the kids to see. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that's not standard operating procedure for the police. <clears throat> one, of the police one of the policemen points it out and the commissioner's just like, He's like, this isn't this isn't right. And he's like, the commissioner guy guy's like kinda like, tonight it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. Imagine the headlines if it was real life. The FBI finding out. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> Internal affairs will be down there in no time, mate. Telling you now. It's like he is hundred percent dead. You did not need to do that. And I was just oh man. So I thought funny. you were gonna say, and at the very end, his apprentice picks up his mask and puts it on. Bum bum. He does do that. Oh, for fucks! He goes. That's what happens. He he, he steals a mask <laughs> off Michael. Goes around and just oh, kills a load of people in, in quite some quite gruesome and cool ways. But then he kills himself because he's like, eh, if because he wanted to run away with Laurie's granddaughter. I can't remember the names. And he says, oh, if if like um, I can't have a no one will. And he kills himself. So when she bursts through the door, it looks like Laurie's killed him because she's like yeah. fighting with him, and so she thinks. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. And then she comes I back like five minutes later to help her anyway. It's awful. I hope it I hope it disintegrates this franchise. I'm done yeah. with it. So I did want to talk about something that was nice and happened this week. So yes. can I do, do can it. I do that still? Absolutely. So I on Wednesday night went to see one of my favourite bands, Alexis on Fire. Um yep. and oh it was incredible. And ap- Good job it ap- wasn't windy. They were <laughs> it was indoor, luckily. <laughs> oh. Uh, and um, yeah it was just they they were amazing they were on top form but for me for personally what I wanted to talk about it really was just because it was genuinely for me a night I didn't think I'd ever get to experience because when I first got into them I got into their album and then went back through their back catalogue and then they split up so the only time I ever got to see them yeah the only time I ever got to see them was a short set at Leeds Festival she doesn't kind of really do it justice. Seeing it's not the same, is it? Yeah, in the middle of the day on the main stage at Leeds Festival. And then they broke up about like 2011 and after some falling outs and whatnot. And then they finally got back together in mm. 2019. They, did, they released a few random singles. And so that happened in between that, so they couldn't tour. Yeah. Some, so, un- some unknown thing happened. But I had tickets to see them in London in 2019 and I didn't go. Oh, gutted. And the reason I didn't go was because it was the same night as Liverpool were playing Spurs in the Champions League final. True, took, true fan there, Biggie. 
Listen and I, to that. I took a gamble that I thought Alexis on Fire would play again, but I might not ever see Liverpool in the final again. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like two years yeah, later. You did, you did. <laughs> Fortunately, we lost, but still, like, I, st- I did get to see Liverpool in the final again. But then for me, the gamble paid off because Alexis on Fire released a new album this year and they've started a world tour. Yep. Um, I'm 36 years old. Wow. My neck. My neck still hurts from Wednesday night. We're recording this <laughs> Sunday. My neck still hurts. You got a bang over. The, yeah, I, I was like being 25 years old again in that gig. I was at the front for the whole gig, dancing, moshing, singing, going nuts. I uh, woke up the next day. My he- neck was kidding. My back was hurting. My feet was hurting. I, I, by the time I got to bed and put my head on the pillow, my ears were still ringing, but it was fucking amazing, and I absolutely loved it. And it was just one of those gigs where after the last few years of absolute shit, um, I could, we could just, people there, you could tell were just letting go. It was like, we finally, one of our favorite bands ever is finally back together and touring. And here we all are. And it's absolutely amazing. And the whole place was just nuts, like proper electric. Like, you know, sometimes mainly it's just the front that dance and then everyone at the back kind of just stands around and just watches. When I finished that gig and walked to the back, like there was people at the back full on sweaty, like so people mm. at the back were going crazy as well. And it was just, it was just an amazing gig. I just wanted to talk about it because it was something I'd done That's this good. week. And even if you're not into their music, um, if you can just don't put off going and seeing your favorite bands because yeah, man. you might never get to see them. There are people that I'll know I'll never see due to, because they've passed away and I got into the music after that. Yeah. So if you have the chance, just go and see your favorite bands. It was just it was so I'm amazing. Off to, um, I'm off to see Ludovico I and Audi in a few months. I don't think that's going to be the same atmosphere, but still buzzing. <laughs> I don't know what they're, He's a, what they're pl- like. Classical pianist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just you at the front moshing. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, man, Let's it was go. so it was so good, and they're just they're just my kind of people that that band. A specific bunch of people in the news right now. Bunch of people call- in the late 30s with hoodies on. No, the, the, no, just the, the band that they just they called a certain bunch of people in the news cunts. You know who I'm talking about. Gadget's already mentioned them. Got a big cheer. So it was a nice cher- cherry on top for it. <laughs> I don't get I'm into politics on this. I don't get into politics on this show. I'm glad you don't. And, and now because you've mentioned them for such a degree. They get to go on our cover art now, so you'd be happy about that. Rather them and bloody Halloween ends. Uh, that's going on as well. <laughs> Gadget finishes off. Uh, so I've been I've been doing a few things. Um, most most things has, has been kind of mentioned, so I'll, I'll rattle through them quickly. Um, I've got myself incredibly stuck on Cuphead. Uh, Which bit? Uh, the uh, dragon boss with the clouds. Oh, so hard. I, I, <laughs> so I hard. cannot. That one is such a pain in the dick. I just can't get the final phase of it. There's just so much going yeah. on. I can't concentrate enough on it. I've it had a better. Ridiculous. I've had about a hundred attempts on him. He's ridiculous. Um, but mm. I am still enjoying it. Um, and I'm still enjoying playing on the Steam Deck. Uh, I've been trying a couple of other games on Steam Deck. I managed to get Stalker going. The old Stalker games. Really? Yeah. Uh, immediately, oh, in awesome. fact, like install it, find a control layout, just and just works. play it, and it just works. Oh, that's awesome, because Stalker's incredible. If you've never played yeah. them games, guys, fucking play them. No, no, yeah, re- really good. So I've been enjoying kind of pottering around the um, the, uh, the zone and getting yes. killed by random gravitational fields because I'm still shit at it. Because I still play oh, it like I've a prop. Ne- 
I still play it like Fallout. I was never good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, is it? No, it's really not. No. Uh, on Stig's, um, Stig's recommendation last week, I picked up Kena Bridge of Spirits, uh, and I really fucking like it. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing it on the PS5. I'm, I don't know how far I'm into it. I, I, I've just... Did you finish it, Stig? Not yet, no. Uh, I've just got the uh, bow and arrow. So what, three hours into it, something like that? I think it's about two. Yeah, but either way, I bought it as well last week, but I haven't touched. <laughs> I haven't touched anything. Yeah, I'm, I really enjoy it. It's gorgeous on the on the PS5. Uh, the graphics are superb. The sound design is brilliant. The voice acting is lovely. Um, my only complaint with it is that the cutscenes are pre-rendered at 30 frames a second, but the game plays at 60. It's very jarring. Oh wow! Yeah, that 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 must mess your eyes up it, big style. It does, but otherwise, it's 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 really it's um because Stig was saying it's very Souls like it's combat. It's it's pretty much Baby's first Soulsborne game. It's um, mm. it's not hard, but it's the same kind of combat, and you still get that same like you can still kind of abuse iframes and kind of really jump under weapons and stuff like that. So you get some rolling's really good... better than shielding. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and you do have you can a see sh- where they like I said they take an ex- like take an, um inspiration inspiration yeah from those games not done exact copy, but you can yeah. see where the inspiration is coming from. Yeah, and it works, and 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 there's little things I found out that the game doesn't tell you like um. You ch- charge up your heavy attack, and you can break the shields of the little enemies and stuff like that. Ooh, um, cool. so which is very, which is a very kind of bloodborne kind of thing. So I'm, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'll, I'll see that through the end because I don't, I don't think it's very long. It's only about 10, 15 hours. Yeah, um, it's all right for those little games though. Yeah, Good but um, yeah, it's not a fully expensive game either. Yeah, uh, thirty-one quid on the PS Store, something like that. Yeah, which is fine in it for ten hours. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, not complaining. I uh, reckon it'll be a plus game one day, so I'll probably oh, play it then. Yeah, probably will be. Um, but the, the the main thing I did this one's a really random one. This me and Pip on Friday night we didn't really know what to watch. We we're kind of browsing through um, Prime, and this popped up, and I, I, I'm not sure why. I, I just pointed out, I says, "Oh, I remember that. That was that was all right." And she's like, "What's it about?" I told her, and says, "Oh, well, let's, let's have a look." And we, she ended up enjoying it. Do you remember Oodles back in the in the early well the late the early 2010s when yes, when very well when EA were experimental with things before they became the shite bar that they are today. Yeah, when they were actually trying things. Yeah, and and for some reason, Visceral Games were allowed to make animes of their video games when they got released. Yes. So yes, we watched did. Dante's Inferno, the animated epic. Do you know what, mate? Before you even continue, I like it. It's really fucking good. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is so good. I remember watching, I got, I got it on the DVD with the game. It's so good. Yeah, it's really it's fucking cracking. So, um, so the concept is so EA, EA and Vis- well, Visceral Games, who the people who made the Dead Space games, uh, after Dead Space Two, no, sorry, in between Dead Space and Dead Space Two, they made a game called Dante's yeah. Inferno, where they Which took um, the kind of the Inferno part of the Divine Comedy, the the classic epic poem from the thirteenth century, Dante um, Alighieri. Yes, and they made it into a video game, very much in the classic God of War style. Um, oh yeah, yes, they did. mash circle to open chests. Yes, they very much took liberties with the story. So you know, the epic poem does not have Dante going through the nine circles of hell, killing everything. He's more just explore, <laughs> and that's more of a political satire of the day. Or um, shagging tit monsters. Or shagging tit monsters. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what? What? The, what? The release with the animated epic is a retelling of that game, a ninety-minute retelling of it. But and this is the thing that Visceral did whenever they did these animated versions of things. So they they were all all the things they did because they did one for Dead Space, well, uh, directed by Mike Deesa. They'll, Which is good as well. Yeah, he's good. Um, they got 
loads of different anime directors to do different chunks of it. So there's like five different art styles in it. Like um, the Animatrix. Yeah, like the Animatrix, but just in one film. Yeah. Um, it's a little jarring when you, if you, if you forget that that's happening um, the first time like, the, the animation style changes. But it's all, it's all really well animated. There's a, a couple of Japanese um, directors in there and a few um, mm-hmm. Korean ones. It's really beautifully animated for most of it. it unlike there was one of the, the Dead Space one had a section where it was awfully animated. It was like really horrible CGI. They did a chromatic one as well, didn't they? Yeah, but weird. Yeah, but this is um, this is really beautiful. Don, uh, the really good voice acting cast as well. So Dante yeah. is played by Graham McTavish, who most people would recognise right now as the Lord Commander in House of the Dragon. Is he yes, guy with a really lovely fucking beard. Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill plays Dante's father in it. Back at back at this yeah. was before the Mark Hamill Renaissance, but you can hear it immediately. Uh, Vanessa Branch plays Beatrice, Peter Jessup plays Virgil, so there's kind of a lot of classic kind of voice actors in there. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just a really fucking good time, so it, it's retelling the game, so Dante comes back from the Crusades, because he's a crusader in this, not an Italian poet, uh, comes back from the <laughs> Crusades to find his entire family killed, and his um, dearly beloved Beatrice being whisked away by Satan. Um, God, he's known for that, and he's a bugger. Well, yeah, because, and and Dante then has to confront his sins because Dante thinks he's a very good Christian, but also believes that everything that he did in the uh, Crusades was absolved because the priest at the church told him so. That God forgives them for what they've done because they were yeah, acting kill, in the name of God. Go kill Saladin. Go go kill all all those poor yeah. people that so, don't believe in Christianity. You're you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's unclear why Satan in particular decided to pick on Beatrice and take her because he she was fit. Well, he wasn't. Dante wasn't the only one who was murdering people. But anyway, uh, so Dante, yeah. so Dante, in a fit of pure anger, breaks his way into hell to go and rescue her. And, and as he goes through the nine circles, he has to confront the things he's done and the horrible shit. Um, and it's it's really good. It's a massive send up of Catholicism, like the whole concept of it. Visually, it's stunning. They, they do hold, because it's an anime. They do hold back on a few things that the game did. Like for instance, in the Circle of Hell for Lust. The tower where you fight the boss is a giant dick. That's yes. not shown in this. <laughs> Which is a shame. No. But the, <laughs> there are lots of tits, a lot of violence, huge amounts of blood, lots of things being chopped in half or torn apart. Um and yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's on it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's like 88 minutes long. It's not the longest thing you'll ever watch. It's really silly, over the top, incredibly violent. And it does that really silly thing that animes do where just everything just has to look cool. Like, for instance, in the opening section where the, um, uh, where the mountain lions are attacking Dante, which is a thing from the poem, uh, he's on yep. horseback and the horse does a backflip with Dante on the back so he can, like, spear, spear at these um <laughs> you never seen that wolves. at Grand National? No, no, I haven't seen the horse parkour before. It's incredible. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's 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 actually it's for what it is. It's pretty good. It's definitely better than the second Dead Space film. Yeah, which I do like. I do. I do like how Dante became. <laughs> I mean, not to get political, but it became, it became a bit of a BMP poster boy because he stitched the Saint George's cross onto his chest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it's I, hilarious. I'm like, he's one of us. I'm like, he's not. He's not one of you. Yeah, he's me. really not. I mean, is I mean, the uh, is the soundtrack uh, metal based? There is some metal in it the wasn't, soundtrack, yes. In, in the games, be. though, it was more orchestral, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the thing as well. There's a lot of iconography that you'll see at very far right rallies because Dante is effectively a Knights Templar, 
and he, yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's a big muscle bound guy with a cross stitched across his chest, his chest, which is supposed to be a tapestry of his sins. That's how the game presents it. The, the film doesn't yes. really do that much to explain why he has this cross <laughs> sewn into his skin. It's penance, it looks it's cool. Penance. It does. He's look, doing it for penance. It does look cool, but yeah, it, it, it got a little bit BMP. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a thing of its time. It's twelve years old. It's but it's worth watching if you get bored for an hour and a half. The game's worth playing as well. Like the, the game's good, and you, yeah, there. you can still yeah. play it on Series X and Series S. It's yeah. on. It's uh, if you've got Game Pass, it's on that EA Play thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a refreshingly good game, actually, even for its time. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, what more do you want? You just you, you've got a giant scythe made of the the bones of something, and you're just stabbing yeah. things, stabbing nerds in the head with it. What what more do you want? The st- isn't the scythe like the bone of Karen the Boatman or something like that? It is, yeah. It's a spine. <laughs> it's a spine. Karen the Boatman, who is a literal boat. Yeah, he's a boat. He's the original but... Booty McBootface. <laughs> yeah. He is. He is a boat it's with a good, face. That's really he is a boat I was thinking of when you talked before you said that. Excellent, excellent. We have, we have thoroughly scoured the depths, the nine circles of the Nexus, and we are going to move into our main topic. So, on to the main feature. So, for our second Patron Paul episode, wow, we've done two already. We had the patrons decide and vote on four different topics. The first one was favourite horror comedy. The second was favourite franchise. The next was create a horror base on a beloved character. And the other one was monster of the week. So. We're just counting them in now. Oh, God. Oh, this is close. So this week, the patrons have decided that we will be slotting well-known characters from media into horror scenarios. Think Adam Sandler's Mr. Deeds in a trilogy of films called The Necrophile Chronicles, something like that. I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but you catch my drift. So we're going to do... <laughs> I want to hear that now. Where that come from? <laughs> so it's Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine. Very much yes. in, in the style of the new Winnie the Pooh, isn't it? That's what we're going yeah, for. Yeah, very much inspired by that. So, um, judging from... I don't know what you guys are doing, because, again, I don't scroll up. So I want to know, what's Stig's doing? What are you doing, man? Okay. Over the hills, far away... Uh-oh! <laughs> Tubby's come to murder... Tinky Winky, Dipsy, La La Poe, the Teletubbies say, Give me your soul! (laughs) Yes, yes. So my horror concept is taking the Teletubbies, who are already absolutely terrifying anyway when you you look at them, but these seven to ten foot demonic creatures... They came down from another planet. Seven to ten foot. They are. They are. If you look they're at massive, the, aren't they? Yeah. If you look at the um, them in the suits they against are, a regular mate, they're person, they're fucking massive. <laughs> so they land. They, they landed their spaceship on uh, on planet Earth. They've claimed this land. They're now called the Teddy Tubby Land. <laughs> the the Tubbytronic Superdome is not is their spaceship. It's buried in the ground to look like their home. But in order to blend in and feed. They pass themselves off as children's TV characters, inviting unsuspecting families to their shows where they're never seen again. So, all seems hunky-dory in Teletubby land, but once the cameras are off, things take a drastic turn. The skies darken, the baby sun turns into a... It changes its demeanour, it becomes angry, and it, becomes, it begins to heat up the place to unbearable heat. 
<laughs> Teletubbies shred their masks to reveal horrible, revolting faces underneath. Big spiked teeth. No, like, huge holes where their eyes are. And Tinky Winky's face is just a big, massive mouth. There's nothing there. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. That's awful. <laughs> the rabbits that are wandering around the hillsides, they turn inside out and just are hopping around as bags of meat. The voice trumpets, <laughs> they split, strip their exterior and change into, like, H.R. Geiger-esque phalluses with their heads... <laughs> No longer um, like watering can heads. They're just mouths with teeth and, and tongues hanging out and they make horrible screeching noises. Oh. But that's all the in-between stuff because in my Teletubbies horror film, the real meat of the horror is what happens in the Tubby TVs where, oh. the, tra- where the trapped families, the, the families that are trapped in the Teletubby land, they're treated to horror experience anthology short stories. Sometimes involving themselves, they might get sucked into the into the tummy. They might, you know, when you know when you see in a horror film where someone's watching a TV and all of a sudden it, it zooms into them and then they're in the TV, they're yes. in what they're watching. Imagine yes. that. So they're watching this horrible thing going on inside the the Teletubby uh, TV tummy TVs, and then they're in that. Yeah, yes. horrifying. So that all happens. We have the, we have all these anthologies. We have. We're going to have about four or five anthologies, different things like kind of a cube one and a stalker thing and, you know, horrible monster shit going on. But in between all that, we're going to have a bit of blood and guts and gore from the Teletubbies. So Dipsy, Lala and Poe, they morph into these four-legged creatures and their little head prongs that they have turn into like weird spiky murder weapons. And then they (laughs) use that to gore and tear apart their prey. All while shouting, again, again, again! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is fucking dark the night ends when the night ends and, and, and we've had our, our horror anthology Tinky Winky lays on his back and lets out an almighty guttural scream as a Lovecraftian monster crawls from out of his belly and rounds up the rest of the humans and drags them inside Tinky Winky's stomach then the grey clouds start to clear the sun turns happy Nook Nook starts to clear up and everything goes back to normal it's just as though nothing had ever happened so the Teletubbies, you know, we all know that they eat Tubby Custard, right? Oh, no. That's yes. one of the things that they eat. Tubby I've Custard, had it myself. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tubby Custard here is actually processed meat, blood, and bones of their victims. I'm not into that. <laughs> and, the tubby to- and the Tubby Toast nice. is, the, is the flayed skin of humans. So this is the things that... The t- and uh, uh, Nunu... This is going to Clive Barker really fast. Mm. <laughs> Nunu, the vacuum cleaner, he goes around, it sucks up all the blood and guts, and it turns it into the Tubby Custard. And that's why if you look up a picture of Nunu, it's got a very shocked eyes on its face because it's, yeah. it's seen the horror and it always gets told off and it never wants to be called Naughty Nunu, which we know obviously oh. means it's going to get a beating from the Teletubbies. <laughs> so that's my horror franchise. That's my horror Mate, concept. You scared me. It's good. It's good. And the thing is, when you use things like that, like they're doing with Winnie the Pooh, it's... It's gonna, it's gonna. People are like, oh, brilliant new Teletubby. Oh my god, <laughs> they are think. doing a new Teletubbies thing at the minute. Yeah, well, Stig's already got his uh, the Mummy uh, script bought, hasn't he? So maybe they'll buy this as well. <laughs> Friday, yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant Teletubbies. My Bang god. into that. Uh, I'm gonna go, go next. Um, I've written the synopsis down from start to finish. It won't take long. Please strap in and enjoy. The film is called. Paddington versus Postman Pat Requiem. <laughs> <clears throat> Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. 
Pat Clifton has worked for the Royal Mail Greendale branch near Kendall for 45 years and is due for retirement. However, during a union-sanctioned postal strike, a bear from darkest Peru named Paddington is left in the in his air-mailed cage in the Kendall Royal Mail depot over the weekend. Fuck. Pat and the other postal workers enjoyed a great day of picketing for a wage increase when the postmaster sent him a WhatsApp voicemail. <laughs> Pat, fucking hell, man. You and the lads need to get back to the depot sharpish. Because he's kind of a Geordie, but not kind of. I'm trying to do a Geordie accent then. Fair enough. Postman Smash Welsh. Welsh. I, I, no, that's Fireman Sam's Welsh. Oh, it's Fireman Sam, isn't it? Yeah, damn it. He's from Cumbria, Postman Pat. Uh, smash cut to the lads at the depot and they're told that Keith, the security guard has been brutally mauled by a large dog or something they don't know the lads strap up like postal marines and go in search for the killer so think aliens with the strapping up <clears throat> one by one each of them are taken out in a tense and frightening way glimpses of a blood soaked beast brushing past the camera Clive is eviscerated Barry has his arm bitten off and dies from trauma and blood loss but in his dying breath he utters the words <laughs> No marmalade. Pat is the <laughs> Pat is the last surviving postman, and he has one bullet left. The lights are flickering, and he finally sees the beast. And just as he's about to shoot, the beast stands on its hind legs and says, "Hello there." Then the twist of the movie happens. The movie fades to black, and we see Paddington waving off his family and getting on a plane. He's having a bad day because the pilot forces him into a cage. Then, when he reaches England. He's transported to Cumbria due to a postal strike. He's sat in the depot whimpering and shouting for help. Keith, the security guard, is a right bastard and pokes at him and knocks him about a bit. In a rage, Paddington kills Keith and is assaulted by three other postal workers due to hunger, anger and animal instincts. He eviscerates one of the postmen, bites the arm off the other and when he's calmed down, the last postman cocks his gun and Paddington turns around and says, Hello there. Then we get back to the perspective. You know what I mean? I'm getting perspective yeah. switches. This is good shit. Paddington is shot in the shoulder and hunted by the postman. Pat shot the beast and is hunted by the bear. Do you know what I mean? We're getting... (laughs) This is fucking good shit. You get the picture. So it leads to a harrowing and haunting showdown between these new adversaries. The horror comes from the tension, like Alien and The Thing, and has brutal imagery and dialogue like a Tarantino film. The film ends with Paddington striking, uh, sinking his teeth into Pat's neck. But there's a twist. Paddington didn't realise he was leaving Peru due to a new viral outbreak and the rage he had was not from any hunger or anything. He had a mad bear disease. Pat stands back up and he's a zombie. The other postman stumble into view and the bear looks at the camera and says, fuck, and then credits. Paddington will return in World War P. <laughs> so. What happened to Jess? She, she's not in this one. She's in the next one. All right. <laughs> So, because they're on strike, so Jess is at home. <laughs> and it's a postal strike. That's the backdrop of it all. My so, the God. cast Paddington will be played by Daniel Day Lewis. Of course. Just voice, obviously. Postman Pat will be played by Charles Dance. I needed an older actor. You know what I mean? Someone that with a bit of gravitas. Keith, the security guard, will be played by Tom Felton because he was a twat in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and he's the one that's poking Paddington about. Uh, Postman Barry will be played by Walton Goggins because I want him in every film ever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and Postman Clive will be played by Stephen Graham. Uh, it's directed by James ever. Wan. It's directed by James Wan of Saw fame, so you get in, you get the picture. But yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Paddington pro- versus Postman Pat Requiem. I don't know why I called it Requiem. I just I think say, it's funny. I would say you, you, you've called it Requiem, which by the standard means it's going to be shite. Yeah, oh, it's going to be <laughs> shite. It's going to be really shite, but... 
I just I just like the twist where it's it's from both perspectives. It's um it's gonna be good. It's frightening, it's horrible. I think you should yeah. um stick to Paddington being played by Ben Wishaw because he's nice friendly like voice, but actually is a fucking Yeah. Raging bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be nice. No, I, I just want Daniel Day-Lewis in it as well, because he'll put his all into just the voice. He should be Jess. He'll method act for weeks. <laughs> he could be Jess, so. but actually dressed up as the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, I think you need to expand it, because the, the, like the Aliens versus Predator films, everything was from the perspective of the humans, and you had the aliens and the predators around the, causing chaos around the side. I think, you, I, I think you need to have a third faction in it. A third faction, okay. Are we talking like Danger Mouse or something like that? No, no. Stick mentioned it, bit of Fireman Sam. Fireman Sam, he has to come oh, in. Yeah. yeah. Or, because shit's kicking off. Or Trumpton. Windy Trumpton Miller. have to fix it. Trumpton. Yeah. Trumpton, the whole town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the whole town gets murdered. They've had to bring Fireman Sam in to uh, deliver the mail for, for, for whatever reasons. For reasons. <laughs> like I said, on the sequel, World War P, obviously zombies are happening now and there's Noddy's involved, all, all the oh, classics. Man. Mr. Ben's there, kicking Bob the off. Builder. Bob the Builder's not there. It's classics, mate, not shit ones. <laughs> like the Zombie back Bob the Builder. Wow. He's not even unionised, Bob the Builder. He's a cowboy, mate. He's a fucking cowboy. <laughs> might be on checker trade. It's not on checkertrade.com. Oh, he's, 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 he's getting he's paid for his vehicles. Done, doesn't he? He's fucking useless. Yeah. He gets paid cash in hand. He's a dodge. He's not even paying taxes. He's got sentient <laughs> so, yeah. vehicles. It's slave labour. <laughs> exactly. This is what I want. I wanted like... It could do a Bob the, the, the Builder where he just gets all his vehicles to murder people. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted the backdrop of the, uh, of the postal strikes to be kind of a play on the fact that humanity's going to shit <laughs> and then the zombies come and they're all postmen originally. And yeah, it's just going to go from there on. And I think World War P is going to be just as good as the first. But I haven't written the synopsis for that yet. But it's it's, it's work in progress. I love so, that your yeah, standard for hu- I love that your standard for humanity going to shit is the post isn't getting delivered. It's because this week <laughs> something didn't get delivered, and I'm fuming. <laughs> That's why he's had nothing to do this week. He sat there waiting for a game to turn up. <laughs> How did you know? But yeah, fuming, absolutely fuming. But yeah. Paddington vs. Pokemon Pat Requiem. Bring it on. Uh, gadget. Okay. So we're going to we're going to we're going to open on just a just a camera shot going across a, 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 an old kind of northern British town. Um, passing, no, no, passing uh, pass signs that say Wigan as it goes past. Oh, Wigan! It's it's dark. It's it, there's there's light there's lightning in the background. Uh, tense music going, but the, you know that creepy child singing voice that you, that they put in a lot of horror films. La 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 la. Yeah. La. So, you, so you get a la 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 la. Oh background. no! Oh <laughs> as, no! As, as, as we as we focus on a house and we, and we see a silhouette a silhouette in the window of a knife come up and go down and a woman scream. Wow! In the morning, Wallace wakes up with his normal contraption. The grommet is set off. <laughs> it sets him, down, it sets him down in the morning. Toast flies up. Um, jam hits it. Lands on the phone. Cracking toast, grommet. Um, and he, he he complains that the date he had last night wasn't particularly good. Oh. And he goes off. He goes off to t- tinker with his equipment. Later on that day, him and him and grommet are sat having cheese, as as is their want. Yeah. And he and he mentions uh, that that uh, grommet shouldn't wait up. He's 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 going out again tonight. He's 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 been on the tinders and he's. 
He's 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 meeting women. Cracking breast, Gromit. So so <laughs> we we get the night time in, in <laughs> Cracking bits of cash. <laughs> Whoa! Too far! Too far! Don't turn my joke into filth. How dare you? You have no authority here. Oh man, I fucking completely lost my train of thought now. So it's pulled. Well, so Wallace, Wallace, Wallace goes out on his date. Gromit is just doing a bit of work, bit of uh, cle- cleaning up in the um, in in their workshop. Notices Servitude. that, yeah, notices that there's a, there's a couple of knives missing, but he doesn't think too much about it. Next morning, Wallace wakes up. He's looking a bit more tired than usual, oh, but no. he has his breakfast. Complains again about the date. Some time passes, a couple of, couple of days maybe. The pattern's kind of repeating, so Gromit, on the next time Wallace goes out, decides to follow him. Fuck. Um, they go, he, he kind of sp- he spies on through the restaurant. Wallace is, Wallace is with a woman that looks a little bit like Wendelin from um, A Close Shave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Gromit follows them back. They, He's got they, a taste, hasn't he? He's yeah. got a taste. They go, they're going, going back to the woman's house. Gromit is very suspicious about things, because Wallace is not the kind of guy to stay out on a first date. So he kind of shim, shim, shimmies up the drain pipe and peers through as he watches as uh, Wallace is stabbing this woman to death. Blood Ooh. is everywhere. It's also shit. It's also claymation blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's best blood. Um, Gromit, absolutely terrified, Spr- sprints home, rings the police, but he's a dog. He can't talk, so no one comes. He can't talk. The next morning, Gromit conf- confronts Wallace. Wallace says, "Oh no, lad, you just you, you, you're dreaming. It's a nightmare." He just kind of brushes him off. Just says, "It says it's silly. I, I, went, I went out on a date and I came." Does he does some mime, mimer it to show him what he thinks he's doing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's got that perplexed look where his entire forehead flap goes yeah. right up. Yeah. <laughs> Wallace, man, uh, Gromit takes the opportunity to go through Wallace's phone and starts looking through and sees all the women that Wallace has been seeing look a little bit like uh, Winderly. <laughs> The years of loneliness have twisted Wallace. The one woman who showed him any love, Wendelin, rejected him because of her because of her psychotic robot dog. And she yeah, didn't like yeah. cheese, remember? <laughs> she didn't. Gromit follows Wallace on another date and intervenes before he can kill the poor woman, causing a fight and a stalk through the house that ends up with, uh, with Gromit running, running home and being chased by Wallace. For some reason, the train set thing happens again, but this time in a much darker fashion. I just want the train set thing to happen again. <laughs> yeah, putting the tracks down. Yeah. Until Gromit breaks through a hidden wall that reveals into a second workshop that Wallace has built. And inside, there are the body parts from these women. He is making a Wendelene. Oh my word. <laughs> Wallace has gone full bloodlust. He has gone absolutely like mad. Tusk. He tries tries to tries to kill uh, Gromit. Gromit manages to wrestle him to the ground. We get a full on fist fight, as uh, which is re- is resolved with uh, Gromit picking up the knife and stabbing Wallace, killing him Whoa. dead. Gromit, oh, tears shit. in his eyes, pours petrol in throughout the whole house. Looks what. <laughs> Looks, looks back at his friend, sets fire to it, and walks off into the distance, scarred, alone, and without his master. Nice. But he's alive. <gasps> Very oh, good. Shit. Very good. <laughs> Do you know what would make that film better? What? Is when, when Wallace is peeking through the window, um, 
when, when Gromit's speaking through the window, Wallace is playing Huey Lewis and the News and explaining why that's the best <laughs> album. Because <laughs> it sounds like American Psycho. <laughs> it's a little bit American Psycho. I'll, I'll have, admit. Um, the, the penguin pull uh, Wallace out of the burning. Oh yeah, he's actually a good. Oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Let's have a post-credit scene with 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 Feathers McGraw pulling Wallace out. Oh, no, <laughs> oh yeah, Feathers McGraw controlling the wrong trousers that are pulling Wallace out of the fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the villains have got together. Why not? Oh shit! Just, 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 That's dark. just about to call it. Uh, oh, you see, this is the this is the bit I've been really struggling with because the Wallace and Gromit titles have always got some kind of pun to it. And yeah, it just, I'm not good at thinking of puns like that. It's been really driving me mental. Um. Wallace and Gromit, a cracking stab. I don't know. Um, <laughs> stab in the dark. Stab in the dark. You've done there it. There we go. Excellent stick. That, we'll it. have that. Wallace and Gromit, the stab in the dark. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I mean, do, I mean. Bear in mind, this is all going to be in claymation, animated by Nick Park. Yeah. Imagine yes, the fucking the look at the psych, psychotic level of kind of blood over uh, Wallace's face as he's running with a kitchen knife trying to kill Gromit. It's going to be I absolutely to see the- scarring. <laughs> I want to see the claymation Ed Gein dungeon that Wallace has got. <laughs> exactly. There's fucking body parts hanging around. He's mixing and matching to make the perfect Wendelene. That's fucked up, man. I'm bang into it. I'm bang into it. It's, it's got to be like Nick Park and Guillermo del Toro oh, yeah. collaborating or something like that. Yeah, it's got, it's, it's got to be dark as shit. It's, it's, but yeah. Oh, fucking quite, bang into that. Quite happy with that one. As soon as, as, soon as it came through, it says, yeah, hey, we're doing this one. I was just like, I have to do Wallace and Gromit. There's yeah. no way you can't. But, it's quite Hitchcockian as well. You know what I mean? It's it's got it's got it's got a little bit of rear window from, to it. Yeah, and Psycho and stuff. Oh, bang into that! Really into it. Biggie, you've got to follow that. Oh, hang mate. on. Before Biggie starts, I also make sure it's a tight eighty-five minutes. Oh, got to be a short one. Can't be, you can't drag that one out too long. You can watch it every Christmas. Exactly, as is tradition. <laughs> you have to watch every Wallace and Gromit every Christmas. I watch them all. all hey, all hey Gran, time. come and sit and watch this new Wallace and Gromit with me. <laughs> Stab in the dark, it's called. You've not seen this one. It's good. <laughs> Go on, Biggie. Okay. Strap yourselves in. I'm strapped it's a lethal in. weapon. My movie choice <laughs> is the animated... <laughs> what was that? Is it lethal weapon? <laughs> I should have done that. This is Peanuts, a Charlie Brown massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking elder kids, man. <laughs> it was just another day for Charlie Brown, waking up miserable as if a black cloud was hanging over his head. Charlie got ready for school. He knocked his cereal over his comic. He was just As he was reading it at the table, he's furious. He went over to see Snoopy just to give him a scratch behind the ears, but even Snoopy turned around and just growled and barked at him. So Charlie left the house and tripped over his laces and bumped his head on the sidewalk. Picking himself up off the ground, rubbing the bump on his head, he saw his friend Linus come by, and they walked together. Charlie bemoaned about how bad his day was already going, and Linus said in his usual, insightful way, that it was probably just going to get worse before it got better. <laughs> Charlie really spots shocker. Pigpen ahead of him, and tries to avoid him, but it's too late. Pigpen Stinks. runs over to chat with his friends, but as soon as the dust and dirt and flies are now all over Charlie Brown as well. Charlie Brown is furious and runs off around the corner to spot Lucy playing with her friends, Patty and Violet, with a football. Lucy sees Charlie come in and sets him up for the infamous kick. Charlie Brown knows he shouldn't <laughs> and he can't resist the kick or bear to hear the goading from the girls. Charlie Brown runs and swings, but as always at the last minute, she pulls the football away. And Charlie Brown goes arse over tit and lands once more on the ground, but hitting his head once more, adding further damage to the previous injury. 
Feeling giddy and nauseous and his pride taking a hit, he staggers into school and sits down in class and Charlie Brown can't take the noise in the classroom as his head is throbbing as Schroeder is tinkering away I'm worried his where this is going. <laughs> the kids are nattering away, laughing and goading him. And even the teacher's voice just sounds like a warble of noise. Whilst his head is pounding, pounding, until the incomprehensible words from the teacher start sounding different. Kill the ball, kill the ball, kill the ball. (laughs) The years of abuse have turned Charlie Brown mad. It's all that he can take as he launches himself at Schroeder, slams the lid shut on his piano as the fingers come sliced off, blood spraying everywhere. Charlie Brown stands there, panting away with rage and searches around for his next victim. The kids run off screaming. There's blood everywhere. Charlie Brown grabs Violet, throws her into the wall, face first, smashing her glasses into her eyes. She staggers around blindly as he then throws her out of the window to her death. He chases Pigpen out of the room, follows him into the gym, manages to corner him and blind him with some deodorant nearby. Pulling Pigpen into the showers and bars, he drowns PP, shoving his face into a shower head and turning the water full on. He then spots Linus hiding in the gym, and after an intense fight between the two of them, Linus is knocked out, and Charlie Brown decides to hang him by the climbing bars in the gym using his famous blanket. Jeez. Charlie Brown continues his rampage throughout the school until his only nemesis is left, Lucy. He finds Lucy outside in the football field, confidently waiting for Charlie Brown, football at the ready. But she holds a knife behind her back, ready to plunge into the mad Charlie Brown when he lands. Charlie Brown once more cannot resist the urge to go for the goal and runs up and takes the kick. Except this time, he's attached a knife to his shoe and he promptly decapitates and boots Lucy's head into the air. Charlie Brown jumps for joy and decides to head home as he's now had enough. Snoopy fears something has gone wrong with his master and he sees Charlie Brown and scarpers off the road, down the road, yelping away. Then all of a sudden Woodstock floats down from the nearest tree and lands on Charlie Brown's head, leans down and gives him a little quick kiss on his head. Charlie Brown has the biggest smile on his face, the blood-spattered face. The next thing we see is Charlie Brown sitting down for dinner, what appears to be a roasted Woodstock on his plate. Charlie Brown says to himself, today has actually turned out fine for once, as the noise of the sirens get louder as the police cars drive up to the house. The end. Fucking hell, man, that's dark. They're children. (laughs) It could have gone darker. He's a child. When, when you were he's saying he can bleep this out, when, when, he, when he's going into school and he's going to kill his classmates, I thought, fucking, it's like Columbine, but Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's pretty much what Charlie it is. Charlie Brown has lost it. He's finally lost it. This is dark, after mate. All the years, dark after shit, all the years of abuse he's had. Does he, does, that film's getting it. banned. I was, I was going to say, does it, does <laughs> I'm it, not surprised. Does he change his uh, uh, black and yellow striped T-shirt for a Marilyn Manson T-shirt or something? Yeah, it's fucking dark, that man. Well, it's not yellow anymore after all of that. That's that's too real to that's true to life and I am comfortable with I will, I will point out that um kids did die in my one as well. Yeah, so that's true. Adult, adults weren't there to watch Teletubbies. No, it, it, no it's, it's when kids go to school to kill other kids, that's where I kinda of draw the line. <laughs> it's fucked up. You got a fucked up mind, mate. Fucking hell. Content is king. As always. Speaking of which, do we have any feedback, uh, my we, dark and twisted listeners? Yeah, we we do. We have a couple. Uh, so uh, Nimrod Hicks has said, Sir David Attenborough finally snaps, whispers to a single butterfly, <laughs> and within hours, the animals turn against us. It's a slaughter. Oh, 
Oh god, we'd be <laughs> fucked. We'd be absolutely <laughs> fucked. Xenos has suggested that saint of animals. Xenos has suggested that that film be called All Creatures Great and Small. Yes. <laughs> yes. Xenos uh, himself has said, Thomas the Tank Engine goes off the rails. A sapient train decides it's sick of being constrained to the path set out by the meat bags and proceeds to stalk the railway executives across the land of Sodor by any route it chooses. Ooh, imagine <laughs> that. If like- you look into, if you look up on Google, evil Thomas the Tank Engine, there is <laughs> a horrendous Thomas the Tank Engine where he's got like eight legs and this big fuck off neck. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a it. bit, yeah, it's awful, like a big tarantula looking Thomas the Tank Engine. There's also if you look, if you look up Geordie Thomas the Tank Engine have just dubbed over a full episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. That's great. Just sweary Geordie man. It's so good. Someone <laughs> so put good. someone like, modded uh, Thomas into Resident Evil Two, didn't they? Mister X. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. fucking terrifying. So, all you can hear in the background is like really faintly just. Yeah. Then you open the door and it's his massive fucking face. That's haunting enough, isn't it? Fuck. It's terrifying. Uh, and uh, Planty uh, has, has sent us in a small essay on this one. Oh, he's back, is he? He said uh, he's back from his holidays. Mm. He be, he's been on his holidays. Um, Yo, he's top off on boats. I know, right? Filth. Like a Duran Duran video. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, it wasn't quite like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I will not die sober. His name is Planty and he's drinking in the sun. Um, so he's saying nice Yorkshire accent needed for this one fuck that I can't do a proper Yorkshire accent I could, I could do it Lancashire but that would, be, that would ruin everything yes it would so he said people in sleepy Yorkshire town hadn't been rate for a few days now I'm reading as written Reet. Blood, bl- bloodlust were what folk were calling it if only we had two Yorkshire people yeah. on the show an inhumane desire to mutilate and harm to other residents and tourists not that slack George Southerners didn't have it coming, of course, but their money were as good as anyone's. <laughs> yes, fucking get him. <laughs> the cobbled streets ran red. There was barely enough grip for the tub's wheels to stay on the ground as the two lifelong friends careened towards the high street, around corpses of fat Americans who grew up on huge video cameras and Betty's fat rascals had long since been exhausted, as well as a bus of blue rinse adorned pensioners with their throats ripped out. As the pair rounded the corner, the cafe loomed into view. The driver grabbed the handbrake, causing the makeshift mode of transport to sharply come to a halt and for him to nearly lose his cloth cap. Blimey, he flustered, exulted. The once bustling little eatery was dark, smashed windows and a door barely on its hinges. Wielding their sharpened walking sticks, makeshift weapons they'd used more than once to, to a sickening finality up in the hills earlier that day, the two men motioned towards the entrance. Steady now, mumbled the smaller mustachio gent to himself. Remember these training from war? Within the darkened no, cafe, terrible. I, I never said it was good. Uh, within the darkened <laughs> cafe, among splintered chairs, tables, and smashed counter, was the outline of a small, scruffy man, dressed in clothes that could not even charitably be called third-hand, and a woolly old hat stained with blood and visceral matter, groaning and grumbling and scraping at a dark, bloody-looking sludge from an inside an oversized mug. As the pair walked slowly towards the man, a crack from a loose floorboard alerted him to their presence and his head jerked up in the direction of the newcomers. Like a wild animal, eyes dark and full, a face of beastly intent, a screech emanated from his fell mouth. With a swift movement which belayed his age, the taller of the two friends stepped forward and forced the whittled end of the stick into the beast's eye and quickly retracted. 
The foul creature's body dropped from the table, his head in a saucer of blood and spit as life slurped and gurgled out of him. I always said he should have looked after himself better, the more jolly of the pair remarked, a gallows smile merely flicking across the edges of his mouth as he observed the dying creature. At that very moment, there was a crash from the kitchen and the looming hulk of what was once the cafe's owner lunged through the door. A resigned sigh came from Foggy. I guess we'll have to finally discover what Ivy's been putting in the pies, Clegg. <laughs> so it's last of the summer wine. Yep. I know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Fucking hell, <Plenty>. Genius. <laughs> genius. Absolutely genius. I come from there. Wow. I said that to him when you sent me this. I, I come from yeah. where else are some of my wines made, yeah. Or is it Keefley or somewhere like that? No, it's... Um, well, we live near Upper Thong, so it's down Humfirth. Humfirth, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Humfirth with the, with the hills. Yeah, there's an episode nice where, he, where he walks across the school I used to go to. Like He falls off the wall. Oh, right. That's a good show. Good show. Good horror take, though. Bang into oh, yeah. that. Is that all the feedback we've got? Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, that's all the feedback we got. But just, the one, th- the one thing I'll add is just based on that, and I don't know why I thought of it. I just might have been just like attempting the accent. Um, I did think of another thing that we could do as a horror thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Brum? Yeah, yeah. The little, the, the little the, car. The, yeah, the little car. Imagine that going on a killing spree. He's like tiny Christine. though. You could punt him like Christine in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christine. Christine yeah. on a small scale in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the canals. Lack, lack, lack of feedback from our fifth member. Disappointing. I know, right? The one, yeah, that, the well, one that loves the horror shit. Slacker. I mean, she was sacrificed to a god of uh, <laughs> flesh and pleasure. So, not her fault. She's, she's dead. But yes. <laughs> As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapers.co.uk and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Next week, we are finally starting our 80s month. I'm so pumped for this. Woo! So think about flares. No, that's 70s, isn't it? Think about shoulder pads. Shoulder pads, mullets. Co- lots of cocaine. Bright colours. Synth. I'm- Sims, yeah. Oh, Duran Duran. So Racist Mute, comedies. Music. Spandau Ballet. <laughs> the last time Biggie just... had hair. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> last time Gadget had hair as well. No, you had hair in the late in the early noughties, didn't you? I did. So yeah, when when most of us, apart from Biggie, were born. So <laughs> he was born in the 1880s. So yes, look forward to the extravagance, and it's going to be. If you check out our website, you'll see what the actual order of things we're going to chat about. The what's the word I'm looking for? Features. The features. That's the one. Thank you. Eight years. I'm going to do rails off the desk. I'm telling you now. I'm not really. I'm just sort of another horror trope where a beloved podcaster goes mental after being suffering the jokes of ageism. And decides to kill his fellow podcasters around the country. I mean, it'd be less problematic ways. than Charlie Brown's Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to put okay, that as now. the episode title, but I know I can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Bowling for Charlie Brown. Oh, <laughs> but yes, if you're not a patron, this is where this saga ends, and we will see you next week. But for everyone else that is a patron, we'll meet you in the green room very shortly. Good night. Very well. Uh-oh.
realised I've can... got all these One. stickers from my daughter still on me. Looks good. You've been a good girl, haven't you? <laughs> mm-hmm.